The New Marketing Show is brought to you by Trinity Web Media. TrinityWebMedia.com. Trinity Web Media solves business problems with intelligent web development and digital marketing. Everybody, welcome to another episode of the New Marketing Show, the marketing podcast, where we talk about how effective digital marketing and web development solve business problems. Also joined today on this special Giving Tuesday episode. That's right. And Trinity Web Media is supporting Sweet Relief Musicians Fund for our Giving Tuesday initiatives. And you can get more information on them at sweetrelief.org slash Giving Tuesday. Joined, as always, with Kevin Everly, co-host, co-founder of Trinity Web Media. Kevin, how are you today? Greg, doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Today, since we're kicking off sort of the holiday season and we're past Black Friday, we're past Cyber Monday, let's talk about e-commerce. You know, I, I didn't want to talk about this right before the holidays because I, don't, I, I, I didn't want to send our audience scrambling mm-hmm. to do a bunch of stuff because they already have things that are in place for... You know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, all that stuff. Now, this is just kind of fine-tuning things to get you through not only the holidays, but through the rest of the course of business. So what do you think about that topic? I think it's great. I think e-commerce is one of those kind of, you know, outliers in our industry. A lot of people know how to develop great websites, but, you know, developing a great e-commerce site is a little bit more tricky. It's way tricky. And I think that the big thing that people don't, I think that, especially when it comes to WordPress, right? This is what happens. In my mind, people build a great looking site. They use something like WooCommerce, which Mm -hmm. is a system that we typically use, WooCommerce or Shopify. And they sort of, they stick it on there and they expect it to work. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of thought about user experience and site architecture and product layouts, product shots, things like that. And then they wonder why their e-commerce initiatives are lacking. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's giants out there with Shopify, Amazon. It's going to be tough to outrank them if you don't have a, a strategy in place to get your products found online. Yeah, I mean, and then that's just a whole, that's like one big part of it is what is, the, I mean, it goes back to anything else that we do. What's the strategy mm-hmm. around launching this? I mean, if the strategy is just to put your shit online and not to have it so- sold, I'm sure that everybody's accomplished that, you know, but I mean, actually, you know, generating revenue from the conversions is a whole nother talk show. Yeah. I mean, we talked, we've talked about this uh, a lot recently with a project we've been working on where typically a lot of our topic, our top podcast topics come from. Right. So it's amazing after getting fresh eyes on a site, you know, a year after we build it and looking at data, how many, you know, how, how that the data really provides the roadmap for where we can improve. Yeah. And also, I mean, that and there's tons of way to go ahead and position your site so that the biggest thing I always think is like, can you position your site so that the users can find what they're looking for? That's, that's the strategy that I care about the most, you know, and a lot of times you can't do that out of the bat because you don't have the data. So like you're talking about, you know, getting the data to go and fine tune things, you know, first step into like data driven processes is getting the data Mm -hmm. or having the data. Because a lot of times we start off with zero data. Mm -hmm. Where we're making a lot of hypotheses, educated guesses and crossing our fingers sometimes. (laughs) 
and looking at that data as it rolls in slowly to keep fine tuning. Yeah. And that's the most important thing is to fine tune things, you know, like we're working on a couple, you know, and the way that we build everything is we do build everything in WordPress and we do use Woo, WooCommerce quite a bit, but, and, and that takes us to a certain point. And then some customizations have to happen based on the product, based on the vertical of the product, mm-hmm. and also based on the rest of the site architecture, how do we position things so that it's easily found? How do we comparatives? How do we make su- product suggestions? How do you deal with cart abandonment? All of that stuff is super important. Yeah. Um, you know, the project we happen to be working on is very few items with a ton of variables. Mm-hmm. If we if we had gone ahead and listed each size of the variable, it would have been a shopping cart nightmare. Nobody would have actually received and ordered what they really needed. Right. It would have been a nightmare for the client to, you know, deal with that phone call. Hey, I ordered this. It's not what I wanted. I needed this, and to process the return and the shipping back and all of that. Yeah, that's just a bad service experience at that point. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, I've seen a ton of sites where things like that go unnoticed. Yeah, but I think more importantly is how do you structure your store? How do you structure your store? What products do you put featured in the front page? You know, obviously, you know, there's two schools of thought, you know, one, you want to put your most popular products in there, Mm -hmm. but also you want to bring other products that support your most popular products, things that you want to promote. So I think that, you know, there's definitely, you know, more than anything, us as web developers and us as marketers, this is where we rely on a collaboration with the client because they know their products and they know their SKUs better than we do. Mm-hmm. And I think that they'll always know it better than we do. Yeah, we'll never have 15, 5, 10 years of experience in the industries we're touching on for clients. Right. I mean, because that's just not practical. So that's where the collaborative process really comes in. I think that, you know, getting good, unique product descriptions, good, unique product images is very, very key. Ones that fit in with the rest of your brand. It's a bitch if you rely on uh, manufacturers, product images, and their catalogs and things mm-hmm. like that. Because they're so stock and they're so, there's no point of differentiation between site A and site B. Basically, what happens is if everybody uses the same marketing material, in, in effect, I believe that they commoditize the product and then people are just price shopping. If image A and description A are on site A and description and item A and photo A and description A are on site B, what's the difference between what's the, you know, differentiating factors for you to order from one over the other? Yeah, there's no value proposition. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing unique. There's, you know, I think that too many stores just rely on manufacturers description of items because let's face it. A lot of these stores, a lot of these e-commerce stores are, are retailers. They're buying it from another party. Mm-hmm. You know, when you talk about the large, the large shops, you know what I mean? The other ones, the smaller ones, you know, more of the Etsy-based type of e-commerce, you know, they're going to be unique descriptions and things like that. So how do you rank a product, you know, in the search engines if everybody is using the same information? Yeah, there is no, yeah. Well, who who gets ranked? Amazon. <laughs> well, the mo- yeah, the most powerful platform will get the highest ranking. Yeah. So there's things that you need to do to make sure that your product descriptions are in order, 
product details are, uh, your product images are unique. Just to make sure that it gives you to level the playing field. Now, if you're in a situation where you're also using Amazon to sell your products and you're using your own website, the best case scenario there that you can do is that you can rank your own website to compete with yourself on Amazon mm -hmm. because Amazon takes a cut of each sale, right? They don't do this for free, mm -hmm. you know, where you're not paying that cut on your website. So then how do you go ahead and kind of compete with yourself to leverage Amazon's platform with different pricing model, maybe? Yeah. And to me, that's like showing up on page one multiple times for your company. You yeah. Know, even though Amazon might get the sale, you might get the sale, you know, that brand recognition and making a client feel good. Well, they're on, they organically rank on page one in addition to, you know, being on Amazon. Hey, I feel good about this company. Yeah. That's a whole other strategy that I think that too many people overlook mm -hmm. or they don't understand that it's okay to compete with yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, it, if you get to sell from Amazon, okay, it's just going to be 15% or whatever going to cut into your, your net. You know, if you get it through your own site, you know, there's going to be a, a, a smaller cost of doing business because of the processing fee, et cetera, et cetera, and offset all the development costs. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's one of those things, like, it all goes back to the, the user experience. Mm -hmm. How is your site structured? You know, it's hard to have a site that is anything other than e-commerce. So I guess what I'm saying is it's hard to have one site do everything because the information needs to be structured differently for people to find your content and to help you rank and to do all that than it is for them to go shopping. Look at you know all you know a lot of the powerful e-commerce e platforms like Zappos, Amazon, uh, eBay, um, any of those other ones, they always have something else that's all the company information. Like all Target's products is not on the Target corporate website. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where a lot of people also make mistakes and go wrong is they try to have one site do everything mm -hmm. instead of developing into another platform that is just specific to conversion and to getting people introduced to their products. Yeah, I mean, I knowing conversation people are like well i built this it's beautiful why isn't it being used why aren't why aren't i making sales and uh, there's a lot of reasons to that i mean maybe you're just not being found maybe your product descriptions are too generic maybe they're not specific enough you know i think that one way that's always great to have people be found and have people really use your site in a strategic manner is to structure content around there's a structured content around how people use your product. Mm -hmm. You know, I think often enough too that, you know, a, a business owner knows is so intimate and knows that product so well, a second set of eyes is, you know, well, that's that, required. That, that also goes to show with any website because there's always that institutional knowledge where there's jargon and, you know, a lot of business owners just assume that they know how people use their tools and use their products, but it's actually, they, they're used in a different capacity mm -hmm. or they're used to solve different problems. So that's always like another thing also. I mean, the more, you know, again, it goes back to some storytelling too. How did this product change your life? How did it change your X, Y, Z? How is the product a hero of the story? You know, and how did you, how did your brand facilitate that mm -hmm. into happening?
So I think that those are all important things to think about. Yeah. I, you know, too often it's like the field of dream syndrome. If you build it, they'll come. Yeah. And that's never the case. Never, never online at least. No, yeah, it's never the case. I mean, I even know, you know, uh, being familiar with like, with, uh, like an escape board world, you know, like they used to have the site expn.com for ESPN for all the action sports and they had trouble getting traffic to it for a long time because they thought the same thing. Well, this is all about the X games and the X athletes and et cetera, et cetera. People are just going to come no matter what. That wasn't the case. And that's ESPN Disney talking. So, I mean, if, if they overlook things, I'm sure that everybody else is also overlooking things. So let's keep this one short and sweet. I think that we threw out a lot right there yeah. for everybody to kind of consider to make tweaks through their own site. If there's any takeaway, Kev, what do you think the most important thing for somebody to do first would be? Check out where you rank online. See see where you're ranked, your 10, you know, your 10 products that people most often buy or the 10 products that, you know, you sell that make you unique. See where you really lie on search. What page are you on? If you're not on page one, two, or three, you're not, on, you know, you might as well not be there at all. Yeah. And page one is where you, where you ideally want to be. And here's what I would say uh, to compliment what you're saying is find one competitor, mm. right? And pick that competitor off. Rank higher than that competitor. And then when you rank higher and that, those rankings are sustainable, pick another one. Pick that competitor off. You know, and just make sure that use heat tracking tools, use some user experience testing. Make sure people can find what they're looking for in the quickest manner. Yeah. The only other bit of advice I would say is don't go generic. You know, the generic photos, like you said, and, you know, make sure to give a unique product description that only your company puts out there. Yeah. And again, to compliment that, if you could show people using your product and not just the product, now it's a lifestyle image and it starts to tell that story. Sure. So there's a lot here in this quick 15 minute episode. So again, giving Tuesday is today. If you have a moment, definitely check out sweetrelief.org slash giving Tuesday. And if you have any questions about e-commerce or anything like that, feel free to, get our attention on Twitter. Kevin is at kreberly.com. That's E-B-E-R-L-E. And I'm at grtaylor2. That's the number two. And we'll be happy to answer any of your questions. So thanks for listening. If you have a moment, please rate, review, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or any other place where you get your podcasts. And we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening.